Greetings, you're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode 116. Greetings everyone. So here I am in sunny Malawi and one of the questions that I'm being asked after the last episode of the podcast is how I managed to get to a point where I'm able to run my businesses from Malawi and whether I will have to return to the UK soon. I guess that my thinking was that that question was being asked as if I'm here until my money runs out and then I have to go back to the UK to earn more money and then come back and stay a little bit longer in Malawi. And that isn't actually my situation. I'm here in Malawi to live here and stay here. And I have no intention of returning to the UK for work. So I thought I would address this question in this week's episode of the podcast because, well, it's a great question and an important question to answer. Before we start, I want to encourage you to listen right through to the end of the podcast because I've got two really great opportunities for you. So stay listening till the very end. So the first thing I want to say is that just as the UK is no bed of roses, Malawi is also no bed of roses, particularly if you don't have a plan. I know many people who just quit their Western countries and arrived on the shores of an African country or a Caribbean country with just their zeal. And they did okay, but it was hard. And the reason it was hard was because they had no plan about what they were doing and just arrived with a sum of money with a hope that the money would not run out before they had secured solid ground in their new country. And for some, that's exactly what happened. They were able to settle and are still living their best lives now. But for others without a plan, Well, they ended up having to return to their Western country, some feeling inspired to try again, but others feeling utterly defeated and feeling like they had suffered from the experience. And I get that. As African descent people living in Western countries, our lives are not fantastic. But we have arrived at a point in our journeys where we don't have a degree of life chances and life choices. Granted, we don't have as much as we have earned, but we do have some. So it's easy to see that when people arrive in their African country or their Caribbean country, wearing those rose-coloured cataracts about how wonderful the experience will be, and it not turning out to be that way, well, it's easy to see how this experience will leave people feeling a little jaded and even regretful. But we have to be fair to ourselves and fair to the results we can expect to achieve when we try to wing it with something so important 
as living our best lives in the hot country of our choice. And by wing it, a typical Yorkshire term, what I mean is just turning up somewhere and hoping for the best. This is a tried and tested survival strategy, but it's not a strategy I would advise anyone but the hardened chancer, somebody with big levels of resilience, I wouldn't advise you to try it. My being in Malawi now is not by accident. This is something I had planned for for nine years, although my original plan was to live in Ethiopia. But it's all good. I knew I wanted to live in an African country. It took nine years for me to navigate my way into a position where I could leave the UK and stay gone for as long as I wanted without the job forcing me back. But there were three things that I needed to navigate as part of my best life plan before I got to this point where I am today. The first thing I did was to get the main parts of my dream clear in my mind. Without being able to visualise what I wanted to achieve, I knew it would make the dream harder for me to see and therefore harder for me to achieve. The work I did on this part of my plan in 2012 was fundamental to my being able to plan for achieving my dream and would later, some seven years later, would later become part of the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast right there in episode three of the podcast. In an episode called How to Visualise and Act on Your Living Your Best Life in Africa Dream, I included a dream plan download with the episode, which helps you to identify where you see yourself in three to five years time. The plan helps you to identify your dream and then to split your dream into smaller parts to make it easier to see and therefore easier to achieve your dream. The dream plan then asks you to identify three key goals that will help you to achieve that dream. Then to identify who or what is preventing you from achieving your dream. And finally, what skills and knowledge you are going to need to fulfil your dreams. This template is the template I use to plan the key parts of my dream at a very basic starting point to give me some direction about what I wanted to work on to fulfil my dream. The template helped me to map out some key steps I needed to take to start making my dream a reality. And then I went through and ticked off the steps when I had achieved them. In the template, I left in some of the key steps that I took seven years ago, including one of the key steps, which was to visit a few African countries to whet my appetite. And that's what I did. In 2011, I visited Ghana and I wanted to live there. Then in 2012, I visited Ethiopia and I wanted to live there. Then in 2015, I visited Malawi and I wanted to live there and then made a decision in earnest to really live in Malawi and began moving my things to Malawi in 2016 so I could long stay in the country. Now, of course, maybe your plan is different to mine 
But the key is that you should look at the template and try to craft a plan that fits in with your dream. And then as soon as possible, you should start to implement parts of your plan as you inch your way through some of the key actions you need to take to get yourself to the point where you can live your plan full time. This is one of the best things I ever did because it gave me something to look forward to and it gave me the drive I needed to go to that job every day and be happy that that job was paying for me to one day never have to go back. The second thing I did was to review my finances and get my spending under control. I had to do this because without knowing what it would cost to free myself from the ties in the UK, there was every possibility that I would be forced back into the job when my money ran out. I knew from my first trip to Africa in 1994 when I went to Azania or South Africa and then to Dominica in 1996 Well, I knew that this little holiday of two or four weeks just wasn't enough for me. I knew I wanted to go and never come back or at the least to go and come back when I wanted to return and not when the job said I had to return. And I knew that to do that, I needed to get control of my finances and begin to reduce my spending. So I owed others less and I could save more. At the time, 11 years ago, when I began my journey of reducing my spending, my daily costs for living in the UK were about £120 per day. That meant that every day I was living in the UK, my combined outgoings for everything I had to spend money on came to just under £120 a day or about £3,600 per month. And that included servicing my debt and supporting my children who were still in full-time education. My starting point was to start small because I didn't want to overwhelm myself. So I began by cutting out the things I didn't need and straight away by cancelling some subscriptions that were just sitting on my account because I had forgotten I had them. And then also reducing some of my standing orders. Well, straight away, I managed to cut my spending by about £430 per month. Well, naturally, I was shocked. I had cut my outgoings by this much without any sufferation. And just by removing subscriptions I wasn't using and renegotiating prices on things like utility costs and home internet costs which I did by threatening to leave and go to a rival company. Just doing that for cable TV, for example, saved me over £60 per month. And again, seven years later, when I started the podcast, this method of reviewing and cutting outgoings would become part of a podcast episode, which in fact became episode five of the podcast called Using Your Six to Nine to Transform Your Nine to Five. I used the same template in 2019 and that became a free download with episode five. So you could try out this method yourself. And in the episode, the download was called the Double Latte Challenge, a term which came to signify finding items and services, big and small, 
that were a bit like luxuries we didn't need to have and which could be eliminated altogether or reduced to make savings. And do you know, I still do this now. I still regularly review my income and expenditure so I know exactly what it costs per day for me to live in the UK. For me, it was a direct comparison to the first time I did this exercise many years ago. For me, when I redid this exercise at the beginning of 2021, it was a direct comparison to the first time I did this exercise many years ago when my daily costs were £120 per day. And then when I redid the exercise when I'd managed to reduce my costs by about £30 a day, and when I also continued to cut my costs and continue to change my spending habits and then watching my daily costs go down as I freed myself from some of my financial constraints until today when my daily living costs are around £30 per day. Now, if you can get your living costs down to £30 per day, this is a totally realistic and achievable place to be when you are thinking about how you are going to make that money. And just as a reminder, I had done this exercise many years before this podcast became a thought in my mind's eye. And I would then introduce the idea of reviewing your spending at a much deeper level than I did in episode five. And almost two years later, in episode 96 of the podcast, in an episode called Finding Your Financial Freedom Figures, I discussed in that episode that one of the most powerful things you can do is to know exactly how much it's going to cost you to get free. And knowing that once you make that freedom figure, no one can hold you in a job you do not want. And the third and final thing I needed to do to bring my best life plan to life was to increase my income to cover my daily living costs in the UK and to begin to save my best life plan money. And remember, at the time when I first started thinking about my finances in 2011, my daily outgoings were £120 per day. And I knew that I could not and would never get free if I just relied on my monthly salary. Heck, there was always more month left at the end of the money as things stood. So there was absolutely no way I would be able to free myself when I was just covering my living costs. Within six months of doing that daily living cost check, I had brought my daily living costs down to about £90 per month. So this is when I decided that radical action was needed to crush this daily figure to a manageable level. And the first action I took was to leave my full-time permanent job and then set up my business doing the same job. But this time as a private contractor, which commanded a higher hourly rate. When I got my contract overnight, my hourly rate doubled. And what this meant was that I had almost a whole second wage coming in, which I was able to put towards my best life plan and reducing my daily living cost. Now, of course, not everybody can do this. For example, if you have children or other dependents, you are less likely to want to take the risk to make such drastic changes. 
because you're going to be thinking about what is likely to happen if things don't work out. So the other thing you can do, which is the other thing I also did, is to get serious about turning your hobbies, skills, knowledge, interests and passions into side hustles that can make you extra money. I began creating products and programs that I was able to sell online to raise additional income and this is what helped me to bring my daily living costs down from £90 a day to about £30 per day. Again, I wasn't to know that several years later I would be creating this podcast and that I would be providing a free download to help listeners to bring ideas together that they could use to start their own side hustle. That download became episode four of the podcast and was entitled Identifying What I Can Sell. And the template was really about just getting you to trust in your own abilities and getting you to put your greatness down on paper so you can see what else you could possibly do to increase your earning potential so you can use that extra money to bring down your daily living costs and also to increase the amount of your best life planning money that you have in the bank so that eventually you don't have to go to the day job at all. Now, one of the things that I really do want to stress again is that my podcast is called Living Your Best Life in Africa. And that title is both an actual reality and a metaphor for how we should be living our best lives. The reality is that when people really sit down and think about where they want to be, the majority of people do not want to be at work. And African descent people take this a step further and say that they do not want to live in this country solely. Some want to live elsewhere and live between their hot country of their dreams and the UK or the US. And some want to long stay and some want to be able to visit three or four times a year, and some want to be gone. So living your best life in Africa is about helping people who want to physically move and have the choice to do so and to stay for as long as they want. But living your best life in Africa is also a metaphor for buying yourself out of your job using your skills, hobbies, talents, interests and everything else to create products, programs and services that you can sell so that you can buy back your time and sit in your armchair, in your living room, if that is what your best life looks like. There are some people who mistakenly think that living your best life in Africa isn't for them because the only people I'm interested in are people who want to live in Africa. But it is a part of the podcast, but it is not the total focus. The overall focus of the podcast is about buying back our life chances and life choices so we can live our best life the way we choose and not the way the job demands that we must. That is the purpose of this podcast. So I hope that answers the question about how I got to the point of being able to live in Malawi, 
and also being able to run my businesses from Malawi. I run my businesses because I used my skills, talents, hobbies, etc. to set up little side hustles that I can run from Malawi. So I make my money whilst living in Malawi. Firstly, I broke down my dreams into smaller parts of my best life plan so that these parts felt easier to achieve. Then I reviewed my finances so that I knew exactly how much I needed to make every day to cover my daily living costs. And then I set about increasing my income by setting up side hustles so that I would have multiple streams of income to reduce my daily costs to a manageable level and also have money left over to fulfill my dream and live my best life in Malawi. Now, if you want to make a start in any of these three areas and you want to begin to explore what your current state is and what you could be looking at to get free and start building the dream of your best life, then I have a fantastic free download for you, which is a handbook of all the freebies mentioned in this podcast, brought together in one easy to use handbook. And you can find the link to the handbook in the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. And if you're on the Living Your Best Life in Africa mailing list, then you will get the link in the email that I send out to all of my listeners. So if you're not on the Living Your Best Life in Africa mailing list, then click the link for the handbook and that will give you an opportunity to get onto my newsletter list. The final thing that I want to say is that there's nothing special about me. I was stuck in a job that didn't pay enough money for me to live my best life, the life I wanted. And I decided that enough was enough. I had given my best to this job and although I loved the job I did, it wasn't my heart. And I had to make that change and get out. And since I got out, I've been helping others to do the same. And it's been a blast for me. I love doing these podcasts because it brings something real into our capacity to achieve real and meaningful change in our lives. Once again, it would be brilliant if you could subscribe, like and share the information about the podcast. And also, if you're an iTunes account holder, to take two minutes out of your busy schedule to leave me a review on iTunes. I would really appreciate this and it helps to keep my podcast visible. If it's real change you're after, stick with me and I will do my best to get you there. All I ask is that you want for you what I want for you and that you don't give up on your dreams of getting there. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha, and for this week, I'm out.